everybody. My name is Michelle Burkhardt. I'm your host on the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. Welcome. So quick question. Are you interconnected with others and how can you tell? So I'm going to talk about another principle um, that we've kind of been doing this series on principles and mindset stuff. And this one is kind of out there, but I promise you go with me and and we'll go to a good place together. Okay. So we're talking about interconnectedness. So this idea that we are all one, that we're all connected together. Why? Well, I shared a a podcast episode, which you may might want to go back to at some point. Uh, and we were talking about the three guiding principles I have for my work. So, uh, identity, knowing who you are, oneness, this interconnectedness, and then the idea of servant leadership. So how you have to have all three of those in order to, uh, really make a difference in this world. So I want to drill down a little bit more in this area of interconnectedness or oneness. So I'm going to give you three keys to being interconnected and ask you to kind of, um, you know, just reflect on yourself and say, you know, what do I believe about this? Because your belief about whether you're connected to other people or not significantly informs, uh, every relationship and interaction you have. Okay. You might want to take notes for this one today, guys. Awesome. Enjoy. So let's talk about interconnectedness. So the question, I guess the guiding question for today is, are you interconnected with other people and how can you tell? Okay. So I did a podcast recently, relatively recently, I guess. Um, I was talking about my guiding principles of identity, oneness, and being a servant leader. So you can use our searchy link. I'll put that in the description for you as well today uh, and look up any one of those principles and then it will automatically take you to that podcast. So uh, the reason why I'm talking about interconnectedness today is because I've had several people reach out, um, not only through email, but also in different groups that I run and asking me to really kind of explain further this idea of oneness. Okay. So Um, I want to break it down a little bit today. And there are three key ideas to being one or interconnected. Okay. That's typically what oneness means is being interconnected with all people. Okay. Now you can also take that one step further and you can say being interconnected with all beings. So for example, there are many people out there who have uh, a connection a real interconnectedness with animals. And I don't want to discount that. Okay. So when I'm talking about interconnectedness, if that's you know that this also applies to, to animals as well. Okay. And if it's not, you don't worry about it. I'm not going to tell you to go be best friends with an animal. Okay. I'm not saying that, but when we're talking about this idea of oneness and interconnectedness, it's really about beings, not just humans, but just beings in general. Okay. So there's three thoughts I want to share with you today. The first thought about interconnectedness is that, uh, you know, we want to carefully consider the impact that our decisions and our actions have on other people. Okay. Now, when I say carefully consider, I don't mean freak out or fret, 
right? Um, some people, they understand that what I say and what I do impacts other people and they can get themselves all worked up because they're like, oh man, did I say the wrong thing? Or, oh, I did I offend them? I didn't mean to offend them, right? What I mean is that when you realize that we're all interconnected, you understand that your decisions and your actions affect other people. So you wanna carefully consider those as much as you possibly can Okay, we're, we're not gonna, you know, fret over every little word that you're gonna say, but you're gonna go into in, in your interactions with the intention of, you know, it being a positive interaction. So a couple examples. Um, you know, if I say XYZ on this podcast, is that going to help or hinder someone? Now, I can tell you this based on experience and feedback that I get from people, it doesn't matter what I say, typically there's somebody that it helps. And in the moment, it seems like there's somebody that it's hindering from their growth. In reality, it's, it's an idea or a thought that I've thrown out there and they might be having a struggle with it, okay? So eventually it's going to help them once they get over their struggle, okay? But what I mean here is that I think about what I'm going to share with you on the podcast, okay? It's not like I just show up and go, hmm, let's talk about this today. I really think about it, not just the, the content, you know, the flow, the examples, the teaching points I want to share with you, but I really think about, okay, how is this one idea going to help somebody in their learning and growth journey? Um, th there are many times when I share examples from my own life. And I'm very careful about those examples that I share with you, not to protect myself, but to, I want to make sure that if I share it with you, it's going to help you. Uh, so there's this idea of vulnerability out there. Uh, Brene Brown and her work on, on shame and vulnerability is, is amazing. And I think she describes it very well. She says, you know, being vulnerable with somebody is not telling them all of your deep, dark secrets. It's sharing parts of yourself that you know are going to help the other person. So sometimes I will share a story about my own life, uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and I've weighed the cost, and I know that if I share the story with you, it's going to help you, okay? Because I'm carefully considering the impact of what I say and how it's going to affect you. Now, another example of this is, you know, let's say you're trying to make a decision about a change or a transformation. Uh, I want to start a health journey, or I want to go back to school, or I want to start a new business, right? Carefully consider and, and weigh the costs and benefits. How is this going to affect the people in your life? Now, listen, I'm not saying put other people ahead of you. I'm just saying when you're making those decisions, carefully consider the people in your life. So for example, if you're going on a health journey and this health journey requires you to make some really drastic changes, let's say in your schedule or the, the foods that you eat or preparation, keep that in mind. I've got children, I've got a husband who might not be on that same journey, right? So as I'm planning to be successful in my own journey, I'm not saying, oh, I can't do this because you know I've got a husband and kids who, who won't follow me, no, no. I want to make sure that I'm doing this in a way that respects me and respects them because we're all interconnected, okay? I think a lot of times, especially in that health journey one, many people start the journey and they just expect everybody around them is going to either do it with them or support them. 
well, that, that causes some issues. Okay. Same thing. If you're going to go back to school or you're going to start a, a new business, those are big decisions. And you've got to ask yourself, how am I going to account for my family or my friends or my coworkers within all of this? Okay. Every decision we make affects other people because we're all interconnected. Okay. Great example. If I don't do my study in the morning, guess what? You don't get a really good podcast. Okay. I have made that connection. If I don't do my personal study in the morning, you lack something. Okay. And so I want to make sure that I'm doing my part. So you get what you need. Make sense? Cause we're all interconnected. All right. So the second idea about interconnectedness or oneness is that, you know, it's, it's the golden rule. Okay. Treat others as you want them to treat you. Okay. It's pretty simple. Something that maybe your mother taught you or your kindergarten teacher taught you, um, you know, treat people as you want to be treated. Okay. Um, so a couple really quick tips on this one, whatever you want out of life, make sure you're sharing that with other people. If you find that for whatever reason, you're feeling a lack of love in your life, go out today and intentionally share love with other people. Here's what I know to be true. And actually there's a, a, a bunch of science that backs this up. When you give off a certain energy and people take that on, it's like it bounces right back to you. And it might not be from that person, but it could be from other people. It's like the quantum world decides because you've given off love, we're going to give it back to you. Okay. I, I tried this out one time. I was like, you know, I love this idea of people going through the drive through and paying for, for other people. And when I was doing a lot of traveling, especially, and, and a lot more work outside my home, uh, if I was going through a fast food joint, like I would go through McDonald's to get a coffee, right? And typically it was because many of the areas I was in uh, were very rural and every place has a McDonald's. And I knew that I was going to be safe going there. Um, so I would go and I would get my coffee through the drive-thru and I made a commitment that every Friday when I would go through the drive-thru, I would buy somebody else's meal, regardless of whatever the cost was, because I thought I would love that to happen to me, but I knew this principle, what you give off, you get back. And so I started paying for people's meals and wouldn't you know it, people started paying for my meals, not that day but it started to occur with more frequency and still happens. Okay. So if you want to test this out, go find your own little experiment to, to run, but what you give off comes back to you because we're all interconnected. Okay. Um, uh, another thought I had as I was prepping for this was, you know what? Treat kiddos as humans. <laughs> okay. Um, Oftentimes I will notice, especially since my background is in early childhood and I still have a lot of experience in that field, I will notice that adults, particularly family members or people in the community uh, or even teachers, they will treat children, especially tiny children. So I'm talking infants and toddlers. Um, they treat them as if they're like a totally different alien species. And to some regards they are. However, when we treat them like humans, that they have the same desires, they have the same feelings, they have the same wants and needs as us. Now, listen, to a certain extent, you know, 
Um, I, I think of toddlers. Toddlers, you know, how do they need to move their body? You know, in a million different ways, right? We as more sedentary adults might not need to move our bodies in that many ways. However, a toddler has an innate sense of wanting to be connected and loved and wanting to be acknowledged and honored and respected and also wanting to learn and grow. And don't we as humans, I, I would say, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably have those same needs. So, you know, thinking about children not as, you know, here's this, this being that I need to get ready to go outside, but how can I work with this child and, and help them to learn the things that they need to learn about getting ready to go outside for themselves? Okay, now that right there, I think could be a whole nother class. Um, another quick example though is, listen, if you're out driving and you want people to use their blinker, you better use your own, okay? Um, I, I, this was another experiment of mine. I, I hate it. I hate it when people don't use their blinker. Uh, or I always tell my kids, especially my son, cause he's driving now, blinker before break, okay? Put your blinker on first, then put your brakes on. Let me know what you're doing so I can adjust, right? And so uh, I had to challenge myself on this one. And this goes back to kind of that leadership and integrity piece. We don't ask people to do something that we aren't willing to do ourselves. So if I want people to use their blinker, I better make sure I'm using my own, okay? So treat others as you would want to be treated. So the, the final piece about this interconnectedness or oneness is to honor and respect the feelings of other people, okay? Now, it's very similar to the, the first two here, but there's a subtle nuance here I wanna talk about. So uh, there is a basic human need for everybody to be seen, not just their body, but to be seen for who they are, their identity, okay? And we all want to be respected and valued, okay? We want to make sure that we're honoring and respecting other people's feelings, especially when we do not understand them, okay? There are many times when somebody is having a feeling about something or an opinion or a thought about something and I don't understand. I have a different awareness, right? Uh, I think about this one with my kids. You know, my, my kids can have very different feelings about what's happening, you know, in our household. And I don't understand because I'm, I see it from a different perspective. Okay. We don't want to discount people's feelings. We want to honor and value that they have those feelings, even if we don't understand. Okay. Now we do not have to agree with somebody in order to honor them. Okay. That, that's a, a really key principle about this oneness idea. You do not have to agree with somebody. You do not even have to understand them, but you can still show them honor because they're another human being and we're all connected. And remember that when you show someone dishonor, it's going to come back to you. Okay. So, you know, I, I just share this because here in the United States, uh, we are, are I was going to say we're coming into, but quite frankly, we're right in the middle of uh, another political campaign season. I know, just take a breath, just take a breath. And, you know, there are certain things that show up every political season, you know, and typically it's, you know, the us versus them mentality. Now, listen, we all have to consider our vote 
you know, and, and I love the idea that your vote is not just your vote. You're also thinking about what would be best for everybody. You know, it's kind of like when you go to a, a board meeting, you're, if you're a board member, you're not coming in and saying, this is what I want, but this is what the people I represent want. And so, you know, thinking about that interconnectedness and oneness idea again in the, the first thing I just shared with you. I, I literally just posted on Facebook yesterday, there was a, a little meme and it said, you know, it had a, a stick person pointing to themselves and said, see this guy, this guy is going to be your friend uh, regardless of who you vote for. I was like, yes, that's it, right? Um, again, you don't have to agree with somebody or even understand where they're coming from in order to honor them. Now, there are people who I have lovingly disinvited from my Facebook world, not because of what they agree or, or their opinion or who they're going to vote for. Honestly, that's up to you. That's a you and you deal. The reason why they've been disinvited from my Facebook community is because they do not know how to honor and value another person. Uh, and it shows through multiple ways, but this political debate that is going back and forth, they're turning it into a reason to attack somebody. And that's not okay, all right? That's not an energy that I want in my world. And then, you know, I'll just share from, from a personal perspective. Uh, I was debating about whether to share this story, but I'm going to share it because I think it's a great idea of um, this you, you don't have to agree to or understand in order to honor somebody. So there's something that's happening in our local community. I live in Midland, Michigan uh, in the United States and there's a local church um, and I'm not going to tell you a whole lot about it but there's a local church and we were members there for 15 years. Um, it was our family. Now there was a lot of reasons for us to leave. I'm not going to go into that. Um, and it was about two years ago now that we left um, however, the, many years ago, there was um, a gentleman in the church who was a craftsman, and he built this statue. And the statue is, I don't even know how many feet, maybe 20 feet tall, and it's all stainless steel, and it's of um, uh, uh, an image of Jesus Christ with his hands open wide. Now, it sat on a pedestal, and it, it was at a major intersection. Um, just a kind of a pillar, if you will, um, no pun intended, of the community. And there were many people who, uh, throughout this whole thing that's been happening, we've, we've heard, you know, artists that said, okay, I never ever wanted to have anything to do with God, but because of that statue and the love that I could tell that was put into that, it drew me into the church. Or people from other churches or, or even different religions, um, they would drive by and it would just be that reminder of, of spiritual things and, and to go to prayer. Um, there were other people who honestly have said, hey, I, I am still, you know, maybe an agnostic or not really connected to God. But every time I came past that statue, it was one of those like, hmm, what if there is something greater than me? And, and I love the one quote that we got actually from a preschooler. Uh, there's a preschool on site and they were taught that if there was a fire drill, if they needed to leave the building for any reason at all, that when they would leave, they would head right to the Jesus statue uh, because, the, because Jesus is our safe place. And so generations of preschoolers have learned this idea that Jesus is your, is your safe place. And so I tell you all of that because uh, the church 
and they have their reasons, I'm not going to go into it, decided last week, uh, and I won't say the church, I will say uh, the leadership team, because the church, the people were not let in on this, the leadership team uh, decided for whatever reason to remove the statue. Now, that's a whole nother thing, and we're, again, we're not going to talk about it. However, throughout this whole thing, there are many, many different feelings going on, um, and a lot of confusion, grief, sadness, uh, people thinking about not just this statue, but how does that relate to the removal of other statues in the United States? So there's broader themes that are happening. Um, and even even there was a, a preschooler, so the, a mom was dropping off her preschooler there and then taking her child into kindergarten. And the other pre the kindergartner who had gone to preschool there said, mommy, why did they take away Jesus? He was my, my safe space. You know, so there's, there's a lot happening. And of course, the, the family who donated the statue, there's, there's some issues there. Now, it will all work out. Absolutely, it will work out. That is not the end of the story. So maybe I'll come back at a later date and tell you some updates because I know that there's some things happening in the background. But this is a great example of something that happens and there are people that have feelings that are across the continuum, okay? All the way to people who are like, hey, I, I don't know what happened, but I don't know why you're having an issue with this. Okay, that, I mean, that's okay. That, there's nothing wrong with that either, right? We need to honor, value, and respect that different people are going to have different feelings about things and they're going to process them differently, okay? So, uh, again, just a great example. We're all interconnected. You know, quantum physics tells us that, um, you know, if one person has a thought, they can actually pass that thought on to other people. Have you ever been about to text or call somebody and all of a sudden they're texting or calling you? Yeah, because our brains are that interconnected, okay? So what one person does or says, it, it has an effect on everybody else around them, okay? So your thoughts, your words, your deeds, and your intentions matter. So if you're coming into a difficult conversation, let's say, you know, in, in the current climate, you're coming into a conversation uh, and it's going to be somewhat contentious or, or difficult. Um, maybe you're having a political discussion with a friend, or maybe you're talking about the race relations, whatever it might be. If you're coming into that conversation with the intention to be open, willing, curious, and to respect the other person, you, you do not need to worry about what you're gonna say, okay? Your intention kind of comes in the room before you. So, you know, one of the things that I thought would be a great exercise for you guys to do is to really think about some of your values, okay? Uh, I've been doing this with coaching clients for the last several weeks. We've been doing all kinds of value exercises and there's a few questions that I find that are really helpful. And I think when you drill down into what are my values and why, it's really saying, who am I? What's important to me? And when you align them with these three concepts of oneness and how we're all interconnected, I think you're gonna notice things about you that you've never noticed before. Okay, so if you're willing to do this exercise, there's uh, four questions. So the first one is, who do you admire and why? So it can be anybody, living or non-living, um, who do you admire and why do you admire them? 
Okay. And you can put down as many examples as you want. Um, the second one is what are your non-negotiable values? So for example, if you think about, um, I'll use the term growth. So I'm going to assume if you're listening to this podcast, one of your values is probably about growth. Uh, you wouldn't listen to a change your thinking, change your life podcast if growth wasn't a value of yours. There are millions, billions of people around the world who are not listening to this podcast. Now, some of them might have the value of growth. Many of them do not. I have had uh, employees, business partners, team members, family members, friends, uh, and various other people who their value was definitely not about growth. Now, they, they didn't last too long in a very close relationship with me because one of my key values is growth. And so I'm going to give off that energy of growth. And if you don't like it, it's okay. You'll just self-select out of spending time with me. Okay. So what are your non-negotiables? For me, growth is a non-negotiable. And then there's two last questions they are kind of interrelated. So what are the values that you see in others that make you feel connected? Okay. So let's say you're out and about in your community. Maybe you go to a meeting or a community event and you're talking to somebody, maybe doing some networking and all of a sudden you feel this connection with that person and you walk away from that and you go, oh, they're my person, right? I want to get to know them more. What are the values that they're giving off that make you feel connected to them? Okay. And then the, the opposite, what are the values that make you feel disconnected to other people? Okay. Those are really important to understand because when you put them in light of the three areas that we just talked about with oneness and, and interconnectedness, you'll understand why you feel certain connections to people and certain disconnections with others. And then from there you can say, okay, I feel this disconnection with this person. How can I still increase my honor and connection with them? Okay. Might have to be in a different area. Um, but you just play around with those ideas and see what comes to you. Okay. Really, this is just about examining you what's inside you and, and what do you want to do with that? Okay. Awesome. Hey, I hope this got you thinking. I hope this answered a lot of questions about oneness. Um, keep them coming. I, I would more than happy to, to drill down deeper if that's something that you would like. Okay. So go do your self-reflection. Let me know if you need anything. And with that, I release you into the wild. Go forth and prosper. Have an amazing day. and We'll catch you next time. All right. Bye-bye.